Welcome to Trendline. I'm Michael Siddle. And I'm Nick Nanos. All right, so what are the latest numbers? Man, oh man, oh man. You know, I'm looking at the numbers from last night. Uh, conservatives, 37.2%. Liberals, 35.5%. NDP, 136 Green, 7.0%. Block 4. People's Party, 1.7% nationally. And you know what? To put this into context, on August the 2nd, the Conservatives were at 30.7%. So they're up almost 7 percentage points. In August 2nd, the Liberals were at 33, so they're only up a couple points. So looks like Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives are the main gainers so far, if there is such a word, mm. uh, over the last uh, few weeks. So what what the heck is happening? Is is it becoming a two-way race? I mean, is it where are they taking their votes from? The Greens, NDP, undecided? Well, definitely a two-way race. They've been locked uh, basically within the margin of error for the last couple nights of, uh, of tracking. And when you look at the trend line, the one thing that's quite clear, in addition to the Conservatives being on a bit of an upswing right now, is that the New Democrats and the Greens are not doing as well as they have. And, uh, you know, that we look at the Green Party support on August 2nd was 11%, so they're down four points to seven. Uh, NDP is down a little bit, about three points. I think this speaks to the fact that, uh, you know, for voters driven by ethics, mm. and, you know, the SNC-Lavalin controversy, you know, if, if this was a boxing match, why don't we just say that Every day, Justin Trudeau seems to get punched by someone or Andrew Scheer Ouch. on the SNC-Lavalin controversy. You know, th- like, if you're Justin Trudeau, you either got to—you got—is I don't know, is this like rope-a-dope, like Muhammad Ali, for those of you that are old like me, like Muhammad Ali had the <laughs> rope-a-dope where he put both of his arms in front— and he'd let his opponents mm-hmm. punch and punch and punch, and they'd tire mm-hmm. themselves out, and then he'd, he'd, he'd kind of drop his arms and knock out his opponent. I don't know if this is political rope-a-dope, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> right now, at least, it's pretty clear that uh, the prime minister is uh, basically creating an environment where the conservative numbers are driving up. And uh, for Canadians that are driven by ethical voters, uh, ethical issues, they're looking at the uh, looking at the conservatives and Andrew Scheer. And Trudeau is a boxer. We've we've actually seen him <laughs> beat Senator Brazil, right? Yeah, he should know what he's doing. It's a very very apt. So, but not, I don't know whether he'll be successful or not. We won't know till election day whether we'll say, "Oh, that political rope a dope was brilliant," right? <laughs> or we'll say, "Oh, that political rope a dope, what a stupid move." Like <laughs> we won't know till election night whether this was uh, smart. But you know, this story keeps going. And uh, the the you know Justin Trudeau needs to smother it in order to because it's a distraction for him to get his message out and it's uh, mm-hmm. a key advantage for Andrew Scheer. I'm glad you've pointed this out because last night I saw a conservative attack ad on TV and it was all directed just at Trudeau, saying uh, he's not as advertised, etc. But the liberal ads uh, never really mentioned Scheer. Uh, in fact. Trudeau seems to talk about Stephen Harper a lot. He's spoken about Ontario Premier Doug Ford. But he, it's like he completely ignores that Shear is even in the room. So I guess that strategy may not be as effective. Well, I don't think it's effective right now. You know, the other thing that we measure every night with CTV and the Globe, Globe and Mail is uh, preferred prime minister. And, you know, mm-hmm. on that front, Shear has been closing the gap and he's been picking up He's been picking up out of undecided. So he's not, you know, for anyone that thinks that uh, Justin Trudeau would make the 
best prime minister or Jagmeet Singh. Those numbers are fairly static. Andrew Scheer's numbers have gone up, and he's basically picked up Canadians that basically said that they were undecided in the past as to who they would prefer as prime minister. So not only are the conservative numbers uh, buoying up, uh, Andrew Scheer's numbers on the preferred prime minister tracking is uh, is moving up in tandem. So it's a, it's a double win for the conservatives, at least at this particular point in time in the campaign. So one of the benefits, I guess, of, of seeing these daily numbers for us is we can see these little blips and try and figure out when it's an actual trend or when it's maybe a little glitch or something. I mean, how, how do you figure that out? Well, you know, it's, this is the, the funnest part of work. And you know what? I'm like everybody else. I look at the numbers. The only difference between me and everyone else is I see the numbers before anyone else. So I look at right. the numbers and it's like, wow, is this a new trend? Or what's going on? And, uh, you know, because I look at the numbers, you know, one day and you see like a little blip and then it's kind of like, okay, perhaps this is a new trend. That's kind of interesting. What an interesting direction. And then after two days, it's like not a trend, just a little bit of statistical noise. Or <laughs> after day two and three, it's kind of like, okay, the numbers were moving. I remember the first night for Andrew Shear, that was good. It was like Andrew Shear's had a good day. Let's see if he has more than one good day. And uh, mm -hmm. what's clear in the tracking, at least, is is that, uh, you know, Andrew Scheer has had more than one good day in this election campaign. So, like, for, you know, when you're on the CTV news site looking at the CTV Globe and Mail Nano's tracking, it's kind of like, okay, you're probably, you're probably reacting the exact same way as the data scientist is reacting when you're kind of looking at, mm -hmm. the, uh, looking at the trends because it's a new story every day and, and the, you know, the numbers react to not just how all the federal party leaders and the parties perform on the campaign trail, but what's in the news and uh, who's taken swipes at their opponents and whether those uh, swipes are landing on target or not landing on target. It's been pretty exciting, actually, to see uh, such sudden changes even over the past week. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is when you dig beneath the numbers, and this is this is critically important to try to understand what might happen in the in the upcoming uh, on on voting day, is that uh, the liberals, whenever their numbers are good, is because they do extremely well among women voters. And I would I would hazard to assert that the foundation of the liberal winning coalition are women women voters, and they've usually mm. enjoyed a fairly healthy double-digit double advantage over the Conservatives among w women voters. In the last three days, that double-digit advantage has dropped to a single-digit advantage, which speaks to a potential unraveling of the coalition, but also it speaks to the fact that Andrew Scheer, if it's, if back to your boxing analogy, if it's a one-two punch, his second punch mm -hmm. actually relates to the Conservatives focusing on the cost of living, paying bills, helping families, and uh, it's not just them shaking loose voters because of uh, people being uh, concerned about SNC-Lavalin. It's probably also because of their, their I'll call it the positive punch, uh, related to uh, cost of living and that cutting through to voters much more effectively than the liberal message right now. And yesterday we saw the liberals and conservatives in trying to one-up each other on uh, maternal benefits, parental leave, that sort of a thing. So how, how long will it take to, to, for those to sort of emerge in these numbers? If, if for average voters, both Trudeau and Scheer are focusing on maternal benefits, it's actually a win, I think, for Scheer, because hmm. before the Liberals kind of owned that and owned that space. And now 
Sheer is crowding that space. So as soon as as soon as for voters they see that both parties uh, have a position on uh, maternal benefits, then uh, basically that liberal advantage is just not as strong as it is. So so Sheer doesn't have to outdo Trudeau on it. He just needs to be competitive because the thing is is that for the conservatives they're doing much better among men. So as soon as they become competitive among women, it puts them right in the game and in a in a fairly good position. And anything interesting with the other two parties? It seems like they're sort of losing traction right now. Yeah, well what we've seen in the last couple of days is that, you know, both the New Democrats and the Greens seem to be trending down a little bit. Um Block is fairly steady as is uh, the People's Party. Um so you know, what it looks like is that people are, are right now strictly focused on the two front-running parties and whether they want to vote for them and people kind of looking at both of those options. So 37-36, still very tight, and uh, who knows what will happen come Election Day. So, Nick, what's your big takeaway for today? My big takeaway today is that watch those conservative numbers because women are starting to drift towards supporting the conservatives and uh, it's changing the shape of the federal election outcome. Nick, thanks very much. It was fun. And where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Nick, N-I-K, Nanos. And I'm at, at Michael Stittle. This podcast was produced by Trevor Coral, Jesse Taharali, and Phil Hahn. Our executive producer is Liz Travers. Sound editing is done by Jesse Taharali. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. Thanks for listening.